0: Hello?
1: Hello. This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting and her panel of guests are ready to give you some insight on growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. It's never too late to grow into your best self. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Ryder University. Let's pick up the line with Wanda Ellett with Your Career is Calling, only on 1077TheBronk and 1077TheBronk.com.
2: Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx and online at at 1077.bronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. We're broadcasting in the Bronx' all-new digital broadcast studio. Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc. And behind the glass today producing our show is Rider University's intern, Aileen Dalila. Yay, Aileen! (laughs) And today, I'm very honored uh, to have a very highly revered guest. We have Ari Schonbrunn, and he is an author, speaker, and 9-11 survivor. He was the chief administrative officer of Tanner Fitzgerald and Company and one of the world's leading financial services firms. He was responsible for overseeing and directing the day-to-day operations and administrative processes across Cana Fitzgerald's Capital Group market capital markets group. Sorry, um, Mr. Shanburne was one of the 78 on the 78th floor of Tower One when the first plane hit on September 11th, in 2001. He helped a colleague suffering third-degree de- burns to safety and was thrown into the national spotlight thereafter. His miraculous firsthand account about survival has been retold in newspapers, magazines, broadcast outlets, and many books. Mr. Schonbrun is a renowned inspirational speaker and the author of Miracles and Fate on 78. He draws from the personal heartbreak he endured during the devastation of 9-11, deftly weaving in his capital markets expertise after more than three decades of working on Wall Street. He speaks with energy, fluency, and wisdom, utilizing his humorous and engaging personality to stir and inspire audiences worldwide. He is also the host of Whispers and Bricks podcast, and creator of Whisper and Brisk, uh, Bricks Academy, a seven-week program focusing on your personal breakthrough. Mr. Schonbrunn is a native New Yorker. He's passionate about philanthropy and serves as a board member to, uh, of Strength to Strength, a global nonprofit organization that works with victims of terror across the world. He, is, he and his wife, Joyce, live in New York. They have five children and seven grandchildren. And I'm very honored to have you join me today. And if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, we've been doing the show for about eight years now, and initially we would talk about uh, interviewing, networking, all the traditional topics of managing your career and your business. And a few years ago, we decided to change things up and offer stories of inspiration. Uh, We started with a year of what was your biggest career lesson? Uh, What was your biggest career obstacle was the following year? Last year was what was your superpower? What's your superpower? And how do you share that with the world? This year, it's being your best self. And what are you doing this year to level up and be your best self? And we have guests each week, like uh, Mr. Shonbrunn and uh, he shares stories of inspiration and what he's doing to be better and be his best self. So thank you, Ari, let's get started. And um, if you wanna share a little bit more about your backstory,
0: Take it. Uh Thank you so much. It's uh, I I'm I'm telling you, I, I I'd like to meet myself one day.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, you 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 pretty much got it. Um, you know, it was uh, I am a survivor of nine eleven. Um, it it put me in a position that you know I didn't really have a choice as to you know where I was, you know what was going to happen to me that day. Uh, but what it did was it opened my eyes to the world around me and it it forced me to take a good hard look at myself and trying to figure out you know why was i put on this earth you know why am i here all right that that was the that that was the question and and why did i survive all right these were the things that that were that were going through my mind uh, amongst the whole bunch of stupid other things that were going on during the course of the day but that's another story um, but I realized that there's more to life than just, you know, going to work, making money, coming home. You know, it's like, um, you, know, you know, the definition of insanity, it's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well, that's yeah. kind of where I was. All right. I used to go to work every day expecting things were going to be better or different. And they weren't. All right. Because, they, you know, I wasn't doing anything to change. And I realized that I needed to do something different. Now, when after 9-11 happened, literally, I was thrown into the spotlight in the sense that I never dreamed about being a speaker. It never dawned on on me. Um, You know, I had done some public speaking, but, uh, you know, I was was, uh, the president of my local synagogue, so I had to get up and and speak every so often, Um, but never, you know, thought about it as a career. Um, and, and it's funny because if I would have, when I look back at my college days, all right, um, I remembered after when this whole thing started to happen and I started to begin speaking and and speaking and, and I, I just, it was, it was, uh, it was, um, something that, that I was just like really good at. And, you know, I think it was a gift from God that he gave it to me. And I should have realized that because when I was in college, one of the courses that I took was called speech. Today, I think they call it communications or whatever it is. But back then it was speech, right? Um, And amongst all my other classes, this was my favorite class. It was, it was, and it was one of those things that I never, ever prepared. Never. You know, every, every, every class you'd have to write a summary. You'd have to write bullet points. You have, to, you know, they wanted all these things, whatever. I would walk into class and I'd go, what's the topic for this week? And somebody would say, oh, uh, you know, we're doing funny stuff. And I go like, oh, okay. And you didn't even
2: write anything. You didn't
0: do any homework. No, 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 I just got up. I I just got up and I spoke and I should have realized back then that I had a calling, you know, but I didn't anyway. So, and it's the way it happened was a a friend of mine called me up and said that they were having their annual uh, dinner for her son's school. Uh, He was in high school and they were, you know, they wanted me to come and They wanted me to come and speak. And, it, you know, tell my story, basically, or, you know, and it never dawned on me. And I went like, you know, there were two other people that were going to be like on this panel and uh, everybody was going to well, originally everybody was supposed to just Q&A. But uh, in the end of the day, it was like uh, each one of us had to speak. And I spoke for about 20 minutes and uh, I didn't think anything of it. And then the next day, the dean of the school calls me up and asked me if I would address the kids, you know, to speak to the kids. And then after that, I get a phone call from some woman who was uh, a chairperson for a charity of some sort, whatever. And they asked me if I would speak at their annual tea. And I like, like, who are you? What is your, well, you know, what is your organization? Never heard of it. How did you get my name and number? <laughs> and it turns out her son was in that school and he came home and he said, Ma, we heard this great speaker. You got to, you got to get him. And wow. she goes, And she goes, you know, it's one thing to talk to kids. It's another to talk to adults. So yeah. I'm sure he was very good with the kids, but you know, the adults, a whole difference. She said, he said, mom, one of the kids taped it. I have the tape here, play the tape. She goes, I played the tape and I picked up the phone and I called you. Wow. So that's how it happened. And so I, I fell into this career by accident. Now, a lot of people think that it was right after nine 11, I became a motivational speaker and, and I left my job. That's not true. All right. I still had to feed my family and speaking is a very difficult profession, by the way, unless you're yep. uh, Tony Robbins. Um, so, even he struggled
2: in the beginning, you know, Yeah.
0: so, but I still had to work. Right. So I, I stayed on at Canada Fitzgerald, um, for 16 more years, actually. Wow. And, uh, I left uh, four years ago. It's exactly four years ago. It was April of 2017. Wow. And, uh, I went full-time into speaking and, uh, full-time into speaking. And, um, I just started a podcast now because I felt that, you know, I was, I, I look, every time I spoke to an audience, all right, the the, res- the response was the same. You know, it was like, "Oh my God, that was amazing!" Oh my God, <laughs> yo, 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 you changed my life. You know, all these things, and I was very touched. Um, but I was still, you know, getting like one audience at a time, right? And I figured, you know what, I need a better way to get to get my message out. And I bumped into a friend of mine who I actually shared a stage with. Uh, about three years ago, two or three years ago in Florida and she had a podcast and she asked, you know, she interviewed me on the podcast and then she said, you know, you should really do your own podcast. And I went like, I never thought about it anyway, PS, you know, a few months later, I'm starting a podcast and now I've got, uh, I've got my podcast whispers and bricks. Um, and I've got, uh, my whispers and bricks Academy, which is, a uh, coaching and, uh, yeah, things, things are great.
2: That's awesome. That is really amazing. Now, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more too about uh, the time with 9/11. That you know, sure, especially the you, company let let, with, like, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: So I'll give you, I'll give you the, yeah. I'll give you the Reader's Digest uh, version of it. Okay, do you know what even that means?
2: <laughs> I do, <laughs> but some of the people listening may not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well, so. Basically, what happened was I was running late. And the reason I was running late that morning was because my wife had uh, given me the task of working with my son, who was eight years old, and he had um, he had something called a scholastic book order. I wonder I don't know if you remember that when you were when you were in school, when you were a kid. Um, So and he was very, very difficult. He wanted all the books. He wanted all the games. And my wife was it was it was one week before Rosh Hashanah, the, the high holy days. And my wife was a school principal and school had just opened. She worked in a, in a, in a girl's school. So she went like, I have no time to deal with him. He's too whiny. I'm not doing this. It's your job. And I went like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Anyway, I was walking out the door and she said to me, did you do Burke's book order? And I said, no, I didn't. She goes, you're not leaving the house until you do the book order. It set me back 20 minutes dealing with my son. Um, I didn't get to the trade center until 20 to nine when normally I was sitting on my desk at eight o'clock. So, um, I my office is on the 101st floor, and I got. Uh, you had to take an elevator to 78, an express to 78, and then 78 was a sky lobby. I had to change elevators on 78, and then get to another elevator to take you up to the 101st floor. So I got into the elevator. I got up to 78th floor. I turned. I made a left in the sky lobby because I had to get to the the other side of the lobby to get to the elevator. As you know, um, that I needed to get to my office. And I was about eight feet from that bank of elevators and as best as I can describe, there was an explosion. I thought a bomb had gone off in the elevator. The entire building shook. The lights went out, the place filled with smoke, and I was literally thrown off my feet. Fast forward. I bumped into a coworker of mine who was on the elevator that I was about to get on. She suffered third degree burns. You were going
2: to get back in the elevator?
0: No, no, no. I was going to go down, but I'm saying she was on the elevator that I was going to get on. But what? No, I was going to no. the I was going to get on that elevator to go up to my office when the plane hit. And I didn't know what happened. I thought it was a bomb. I thought a bomb went off in the elevator. Right. Virginia uh, had jumped through the fire in the elevator in order to get out. She suffered third degree burns. We walked down 78 flights of stairs. Wow. To get out. And um, I was all
2: dark. What it was all.
0: Yeah. But, you know, what was funny. The lights had gone out, but in the stairwell, there were lights. There were emergency really? lights. There were emergency lights. Yep. Yeah. And um, I remember thinking to myself, I, there was like Virginia and myself and there were a couple other people that went with us. And I remember when we when we finally found the stairwell that we needed, I opened it up and I saw that there were lights in there, but I figured that there were emergency lights if they go out, it will be pitch black, right? So I yeah. turned to the people behind me. I said, does anybody have a flashlight? And two people go like, yeah, we got flashlights. And I remember thinking to myself, where did you get a flashlight from? And why are you carrying it? I mean, why, you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I said, listen, folks, if the lights go out, nobody panic. We will have light. Then I looked down at Virginia's feet and I said, thank God she's wearing flats. Because let me tell you, there were high-heeled shoes in that stairwell all the way down. Women oh. had kicked them off, you know, just to get down as fast as they could. Anyway, we get out of the building. The cop says there's a, they're setting up a triage center across the street in front of the Millennium Motel. I brought her over there, put her into the ambulance. I breathe a sigh of relief because now she's getting medical attention. They're ready to roll at, well, they needed to, they didn't leave until they filled up the ambulance. That was, that was another horrific uh, situation. And when the guy says, all right, we're ready to go. Virginia turns to me, says to me, Ari, you're coming with us. And I'm going like, "Mm, you don't need me anymore. You know, I'm going to get a hold of your mom and she's going to meet you at the hospital and you're going to be okay. And she turned to the ambulance driver and she says, we're not leaving unless he comes with us. Yeah. So the guy looks at me and he says to me, okay, hop into into the front. I got into the front. I got into the front of the ambulance. We were one of the only ambulances that got away from the scene that day she thanks really? me every day for saving her life and i say you got it all wrong if she would have insisted that i get into that at that ambulance i would have been standing at the base of that building when it came down and you'd be interviewing somebody else because i'd be dead but she insisted i get into that ambulance and that's why i'm around today
2: that's amazing that's truly amazing and you know there's just so many different stories and um like for me that day, I was supposed to go in. I was supposed to like the day before my boss had said to me, um, you know, hey, Wanda, you need to come in to New York, you know, because I had an office in Livingston and, and an office in New York. And he goes, we're having a staff meeting tomorrow. And uh, and and I was just like, OK, he didn't even look up from his computer. He was looking out into the window and he was in, in Livingston. He was looking out the window at the parking lot. And then, you know, I said to him, oh, hey, Joe, how you doing? And he's looking out, he, he he heard, he just didn't even turn around to acknowledge me, really. He just said, hey, Wanda. And then as I was down the hall, he hollered at me that we were having the staff meeting. And then he was just like, uh, like not even 10 seconds later, you know what? Just call in, you know. Wow. And for those 10 seconds, I would have been standing in front of Century 21 at 845. 20, and I would have been looking at my watch saying, I got time for oatmeal because I always yeah. used to stop in, get oatmeal, and then go to the office, you know, mm-hmm. and I would have been standing right, I would have just gotten off the path. And I would have just like been looking at my watch saying, I have time for oatmeal. And, you know, I hear these stories, and, and even like people that I work with, nobody I immediately worked with was hurt or anything. And, um, you know, it was just a blessing. So I, I revere you and, and, and I'm so honored to, to, to be in in your presence because I know the suffering that your company went through and, and that the blessing that you're here and we're getting the cue from Eileen. We have to take a break. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Elliott with the amazing and the wonderful Ari Schoenberg. And uh, we are live in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077, the Bronx and online at one zero seven seven thebronx.com. And Ari is uh, sharing some insight into, you know, he uh, is a survivor of 9-11. He's the founder of Whisper and Bricks. And um, he had a, a, a revered uh, career at Kenner Fitzgerald. And uh, we'll be right back after a short break.
1: This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step.
2: And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett in the Bronx all new digital broadcast studio at Rider University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. And I am here with Ari Schonbrun, and he has been sharing some great insight into, um, well, he, we're, we're going, we're, we're going back in time to another, uh, big crisis of 9-11. Um, and, uh, before in the last segment we were discussing, uh, you know, he was in the World Trade Center at, um, during 9 attack and, uh, uh, Ari, if you want to continue with, you know, you were, were with one of your coworkers and sure. Your, uh, yeah, ambulance. And- sure,
0: sure, sure. Let me tell you something. What, what, One of the things I want to I want to tell you, uh, your audience, basically, is that that day for me was literally a series of miracles. All right. At the time, I didn't realize it. It was just a bunch of coincidences. But at the end of the day, when I looked back and I saw all the different things that happened to me during the course of the day, I realized that, you know, it was it was the hand of God that, that literally plucked me out of a burning building and gave me a second chance. You know, we talked about on the break, uh, you and I, we talked about the, the cell phones not working. Um, this is one of the biggest miracles that happened to me was as we were walking down, as Virginia and I were walking down, we got down from 78th we got down to the 75th floor three flights and my cell phone rang and it was like i was totally shocked because you never get signal you first of all you couldn't get you signal in the trade center anyway right <laughs> yeah, i remember i you know, used to i used to be up at the you know next to my window going hello can you hear me now can you hear yeah. me now you know, yeah you remember that that commercial can you hear me now you know they filmed yeah, it in yeah. my office okay <laughs> <laughs> so um. when my phone rang i was so So taken aback, I picked her. I went, hello, it was my wife on the other end of that phone. And she was crying and she was telling me something about a plane going into the building. I had no idea what she was talking about. I said, Joyce, I'm in a stairwell. I'm on the 75th floor. I'm on my way down. Now is not a good time. (laughs) I said, I'll call you when I get out of the building. And I hung up the phone, not realizing that it would be hours before I can actually get to her, which I ultimately did through a landline, not even the cell phone. So it was things like that during the course of the day that literally, you know, that literally was miracle after miracle until I finally got home. I got home at about five thirty that afternoon, and let me tell you something: there were twenty people in my living room, and I had no less than one hundred phone messages. All right, left on my left on my uh, on my phone on my, uh, um, you know, my voicemail, and I learned something very very important: you have no idea how many friends you really have until they all think you're dead yeah because that's when they called (laughs) so they came out of the woodwork um yeah so you know again my life changed i I, i'll tell you people ask me you know how was it you know just like the next day the the next day i was going crazy because i didn't know where to go i had nowhere to go my office was gone all right I, i i couldn't go to work you know my wife went to work my kids went to work and all i used to i was at home, I was sitting at home and I was watching TV, and all I saw a whole day was the with the collapse of the buildings. You know, yeah. I just couldn't deal with it. We finally had a disaster recovery site we went to. uh We ultimately got space from uh, UBS Payne Weber. They gave us space in Manhattan and in Weehawken, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Weehawken, New Jersey. Let me tell you, I never heard of Weehawken, New Jersey. Okay. You I never heard of it. The only, you know what I knew about Weehawken, New Jersey? That for me to go from Long Island to work, I had to take a train, a bus, and a boat. Oh, that's how yeah. I got to it. Nine months. Nine long months through the winter. Right, That boat ride was not fun during the winter, let me yeah. tell you. And that's,
2: anyway. that, that's, that's not an easy boat ride. Right. Especially because that's, it's just too rocky. Right.
0: So, so when I, when I, as I was telling you before, in the last segment, we talked about how it it was accidental that all of a sudden I became a a speaker and what, and it was, you know, I really was connecting with people and I talked about my experience and I talk about, I also talk about the hand of God, but I also talk about, you know, we have to treasure life. You know, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It's not what's happening to you. But it's your reaction to what is what happening to you. All
2: okay. right.
0: It's I mean, that's what it's all about. Because, look, you know, I, I started this the podcast called Whispers and Bricks. Why is it called Whispers and Bricks? Whispers are, you know, God whispers to our minds. He whispers to our hearts and tells us what we should be doing. All right. And sometimes we just don't listen. What happens? He throws a brick at us, right, to wake <laughs> us up. That's what happens. Okay. It's
2: true. And I had the 9-11,
0: 9-11 was my brick. And he was basically telling me, look, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, you've got other talents and you need to be doing something else. And that's when I realized that I had this power of speech and I had this power that I can, you know, you know, convey certain um, things to, to different people. And I realized this is what I should be doing. And I just started going out and I started speaking Um, and it's, it it has changed thousands of lives. I've changed thousands of lives and I'm, you know, and, and, but I know that it's not me, you know, I know it's a gift from God. I know that. All right. I'm just the messenger. That's all I am. So, um, so I just, you know, I kept going and going and going. And uh, until I got to the point where in in 2017, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this full time. I'm, 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 I'm leaving Canada Fitzgerald. I'm going to go into this full time. And, and that's what I did. And things were great until the pandemic hit.
2: Right.
0: Right. When the, when the pandemic hit, which was basically March of 2020, which by the way was the, the pandemic was actually happened a week after my son got married
2: really
0: yes my son got married in march of 2020 all right and it was like the last big wedding before uh before the world shut down it was we had and even then i mean even then we had um we had we were slated to have 450 people i think in like 80 no-shows all right. Because really? people, yeah, because people were staying away. They started to stay away, but we yeah. still had a 300 and some odd people at the wedding, which was great. All right. But right after that, that's when the place shut down, by the way, that's when I caught COVID and so did my son who got married. Um, he caught COVID. I caught COVID. Uh, it was about did a week. Was COVID
2: or like- um,
0: I did. I, I did know okay. because I wasn't feeling well. And then I was running a fever and uh, I was losing weight and whatever. And I went and I got myself tested. And sure enough, it was COVID. So, um, so I caught it early on, which for me was a blessing, you know, because after yeah. that I had the antibodies and, you know, everything was great. Um, I now recently got my, uh, vaccination. All right. So I'm, I'm good to go. All right. But the, you know, the onset of the pandemic really really you know it shut my whole speaking business when when went out the window i did i did zoom talks i did do zoom talks i did a zoom talk for a thousand people in panama believe it or really? not yep yep a thousand people i uh, got an uh, uh, an email from somebody in panama who had heard me uh and they wanted to um they wanted for their uh for their community they wanted me to speak and it was it was i'll tell you something speaking on zoom is so much more difficult than speaking live because yeah. when you're speaking live you feed off the audience yeah all right it's the energy in the room right and it's all the you know it's, it's great i love it i i get so psyched doing it on zoom you have no idea are you connecting with anybody is you know is yeah. anybody listening are they sleeping <laughs> you know you just don't know yeah But so my whole business basically went down, down the tubes. And that's when I decided that I was going to start. It was right around there. I decided I was going to start the podcast and uh, my academy. And that's what happened. And that's what, um, you know, that's, what's keeping me going right now.
2: Wow. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible because to me, like we started talking about it during the break that, you know, 9-11 to us, it was a, it was a, it was a major, event you know it was a major event for the world but i think in the tri-state area because so many buildings like were shut down you know infrastructure was 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 nothing you know at the company that i was at we did a lot of business resiliency and redundancy Mm -hmm. so we were kind of anticipated but a lot of companies were out of business for a couple weeks at a time and uh back then and then to have this pandemic i think it took it to a bigger scale so to hear like some of the positive things and the impact that you were able to make both in 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 those like I think it's a like a tragedy you know of each of these things in these world events I you know kudos to you and and you know it's a, it's amazing and and again I'm a, I'm revered and honored to have you share this time and your story with us and we're getting the cue from Ivy we got to break you know go to break uh, you are listening to your career's calling this is Wanda Elliott with the amazing and wonderful Ari Chandran. And we are in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. And he has been sharing some great insight into how he's bringing being his best self and how he's helping others to be their best selves. And uh, we'll be right back after a short break.
1: This is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation, Harwell Express Press, career development and success at Rider University and Rider University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step.
2: And we're back. This is Wanda L in the Bronx all-new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. And I am here with the truly wonderful and just amazing Ari Sean Brunch. and he has been sharing some great insight into his career at Cater Fitzgerald, and also he was uh, he's the founder of uh, Whispers and Bricks. And before we continue our conversation, we have our producer, I Del Rio with her segment, Finding Your Future. Adulting, going to work,
1: choosing a career. Sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your career is calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future. Underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. The Stewards Individual Placement Program is currently hiring Field Ranger Stewards in multiple locations in the United States. Stewards Individual Placements, or SIP, provides individuals with service and career opportunities to strengthen communities and preserve our natural resources. SIP, in partnership with the United States Forest Service, is seeking field ranger stewards who will work primarily in developed and dispersed recreation sites. In this role, you will assist with inventory and manage and maintain these recreation sites. There is no minimum GPA required and all majors can apply. For more information, visit Rider's Handshake website. This has been Eileen Del Rio with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on
2: Your Career's Calling on 1077 The Bronx. As always, an excellent job, I mean. Always, always, always excellent. So he was teasing us during the break with me and Eileen about, he has a story to share about his, it's an elevator story and smiling. So if you could share that with us.
0: Sure. Sure. Let me just preface it by basically saying, you know, um, one of the things that I have found is we're living in a time right now where people need hope. They need hope. I mean, things are really, really bad. Um, you know, any way you slice it, there's just so much, there's so much turmoil in the world. There's so much turmoil in this country, you know, we're, we there's a, there's a huge split in the country. Um, things are just, you know, I mean, I mean it's tough besides the economic, uh, issues all right? It's just, you know, people, you know, the suicides are are way up. I mean, people are having a very, very difficult time handling this whole pandemic. I think, I think, thank God, we're coming out of it. But still, people still need hope. And one of the things that I've always professed is, you know what, in life, all right, if you can make somebody smile, okay, you'll have accomplished a lot. All right, because people need to see that they need to see a smile. And I will never forget that um, i was i was going to my office it was in the world trade center and there was uh, the the elevators in the lobby that took you to seventy eight were huge. They were massive elevators. I think they they fit like fifty people in them. It was unbelievable. And they were the fastest elevators in the United states. they There was one elevator smack in the middle of the lobby that went from the ground floor up to the one hundred and sixth floor, which was windows in the world, and it went up there in less than a minute. I mean, it was just like, whoa, it was crazy. Your ears used to pop. Anyway, so, I, I, you know, when, I, when the elevator came down, you know, what do you do when you get into an elevator? What do most people do? The doors open up, right? You walk into the elevator, you turn around, you face the door, the door closes and it goes up, right? That's what most people, and then everybody's in their own little world. They're checking their phones, they're looking at things, you know, they're, they're not mindful of anybody or anything else that's going on. They're, everybody's focused on whatever they're doing. Well, the elevator came down and I stepped into the elevator when the doors opened. And instead of turning around, I stood there facing the people in the, facing the people in the (laughs) elevator. Okay. The doors closed behind me and I looked at the people and I said, you're probably all wondering why I called this meeting.
2: Uh.
0: (laughs) And the people just laughed. That's what they did. And when I got off the elevator, I said, have a great day, everybody the smiles on there was worth gold. I mean, it was just, and I guarantee you. All right. I'm pretty sure those people had a good day. At least their their morning started off good because somebody made them smile. Yeah. Okay. So I tell people all the time, you know what? It doesn't matter what's going on. You know, a smile is very, very contagious. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. Smile, give somebody a smile. They'll smile back at you. Okay. <laughs> Especially, <of> <laughs> Either that or they think you're weird and they cross the street. <laughs> but, um, but no, the, the reality is we need, to, we need to lighten up, you know, now um, you can't take everything so seriously. You know, there was a terrible, terrible tragedy in Israel last night. I don't know if you, if you've heard about it, but there was, it was the, it was a, um, a religious gathering in a, in a, in a place called Mehron. Um, which, um, every year on, there's a, there's a, there's a, a holiday called Lag Baomer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a religious, it's a religious uh, holiday and it's a very, very jo- joyous and festive holiday. And they go up to Meron, which is, uh, where, um, one of the, one of the old, one of the, one of the sages from the Talmud is buried there. And so they go to his, they go to his His grave, wherever it is, and there's singing and there's dancing and they light bonfires and it's just amazing. the The energy is just amazing. Well, in all the years that I've been, you know, that we've been celebrating. All right, this is this is the biggest audience, right? And certainly, right after it's the first large gathering since the pandemic started. In the middle of the night, the middle of the of the festivities, whatever. I don't I don't know if the bleachers collapsed or there was just people were walking and it was slippery whatever there was a huge stampede and 44 oh. people were killed amongst them was a was a a friend of my son's a camp friend for my son's and you know every time something like this happens all right for me anyway it just puts things into perspective you know I think I cry because uh, those poor parents. This kid was was uh, nineteen years old. Wow. nineteen years old, and he was he was he was spending the year in Israel. He was in yeshiva in Israel. He was spending the year, and of course, he went to Meron for Lag B'Omer because that's yeah, like everybody. <laughs> there. I mean, they they said they said there were between fifty and a hundred thousand people there. Wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, what I what I tell you, it, it's a it's a big event. It's a big event, and um and so. You know, you hear something like that. It just puts everything into perspective. And I go, what am I complaining about? I've got nothing to complain about. You know what I mean? And I I tell people that all the time. Hey, you know what? I don't care what you're going through. All right. There is somebody else that has it worse than you. Think about it that way. And you know what? You keep thinking like that and your life is going to be so much better. You have no idea.
2: Yeah, it's very true. My dad used to tell me, you know, that I, I will get into this I've shared it before. But it's basically, you know, my name, he, he told me to check the obits and I still check the obits every day. And people ask me, why are you in a good mood? And uh, you know, I think back to being 13, I was complaining about something stupid. My father had me check the obits and saying, Is your name in there? And I was like feverishly looking. And I was like, No. And he goes, What are you complaining about? <laughs> You're good to go. You know, so, yeah. as I always say. As, you know, as I people- always say, yeah.
0: every day above ground's a good day.
2: Yep, you're good to go. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's yeah, right. you're you're given another chance to to do another miracle and to make some make an mm-hmm. impact somewhere. Yeah. I and mean, we're getting the cue for my lee. We're getting a right. really good get well, it really your
0: father was a very, very wise man.
2: Yeah, he was. He really, really was. He was an amazing man. He would have been a hundred this week. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, you're listening to your careers calling. This is Wanda with the amazing Ari Shandran. And we're in the Bronx, all new digital broadcast studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 the Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. And Ari Shandran, he's been sharing some great insight into his career and everything he's doing to, to, you know, level up this year and, and help others to level up and be their best selves. And we'll be right back after a short break. This is Your
1: Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Elliott from G45 Consulting, along with her panel of guests, are here to share their tips and tricks for growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Burjon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Ryder University, and Ryder University. Apply to Rider now and keep moving forward at rider.edu slash next step.
2: And we're back. I have to tell you, every week it goes fast, 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 fast. And it's still like today did not disappoint. I just feel like we just sat down and it's just really been a phenomenal time with you. And uh, if you want to, we didn't get in the last segment, we were starting to talk about your your, your uh, book and also your academy and your podcast. So if you want to share a little bit more about that and also if you have any last bits of wisdom.
0: Sure. Sure. So um, the book is called miracles and fate on 78. I thought that was a very catchy title. Uh, It's my story about, you know, how, you know, basically, you know, how I survived nine 11 and what I've done, you know, after that, uh, there are some interesting stories in there as well about people that never should have been there, but were and got killed. And there were stories about people that should have been there that weren't and survived. So it was, you know, it was, it was like a, an amazing, amazing, you know, situation there as to, as to what was going on. Um, and the book is available uh, on my website, arishomer.com. You can buy the book from the website. Um, and my account, my, um, My podcast, as I as I touched upon in the beginning of the show, um, was something that uh, Mm. somebody talked me into doing it. And I'm glad I did, because it's it's all about um, personal breakthroughs. And when I talk about personal breakthroughs, you know, I, I interview people that have lived through so much. I had a a a woman who lost a twenty year old daughter, and you know she was I you know I how did you do it? How did you get through it? How do you get up every day? And you know she gives a lot of strength to people. And you know with with these with these um, uh, guests that I have, there are so many different stories about you know tragedy, but out of the ashes, you know rising like a phoenix out of the ashes, you know people. Um, uh, And they're very, very much willing to convey their stories um, just to help other people. So I believe that my, you know, uh, Whispers and Bricks podcast is really helping a lot of people, especially during this time of the pandemic when, you know, like I said before, people are just, they're, they're just having a tough time. All right. And they need to hear that people, others are going through the same thing that they're going through and they're pulling through and they're managing to deal with it. And, you know, it gives them the strength to go on and to get through it. So that's why I do the podcast. Now, from the podcast, uh, I have Whispers and Bricks Academy, and this is a seven week course that will um, help you to, to, to get your own breakthrough. I mean, a lot of people are stuck, whether it's stuck in a job or they're stuck in a, in a, in a, in a relationship or, or they're just, you know, life is, they, they can't cope with life. They can't deal with what's going on. They, they, they need a new career. I mean, there's so many different reasons why people are despondent and down and it, you know, through my Academy. All right. I help people get through all these situations at the end of the Academy. You know, they're literally a new person and that's what their breakthrough is all about so um, my book miracles of Fate on 78 get it at uh, www.ariisharma.com if you want to get to the podcast you can go to whispersandbrickspodcast.com and uh, the academy reach out to me you can reach me if you want at ari at ariisharma.com so it's ari at ariisharma.com that's my email address Um, And I always answer my emails. I do all my, I, I personally answer all emails. All right. So if you're sending me an email and you're getting a response, that response is coming directly from me. That's the one thing I don't let other people do. I have other people. Oh, and by the way, uh, just a shout out to my marketing team. Okay. Who are unbelievable. It's called guerrilla marketing. Wendy Stevens is a genius. She's unbelievable. Uh, If you're looking for a good marketing person, Send me a send me an email and I'll and I'll get you Wendy's uh, um, contact info and she she's just great so I love her she's terrific and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your show and to speak to your audience.
2: Well, thank you very much. This has just been just I think it's been life changing for people who are listening. Um, you know, you've really touched me and and it was a you know touching to even for my producer, I know, um, she was, was, wasn't even born, you know what I mean? So to hear the story, you know, you think about it and it's just to hear the, hear the story from somebody who had survived it. Um, it is, is just, it's, it's life-changing. And, um, so thank you very much for everything today. And thank you for honoring me with your time and your story. Thank you. And uh, all the best of luck with your whispers and bricks. I hope everything good happens with that. Thank thank you
0: so much. Thank you.
2: So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of our on-demand library on 1077 Com or Com, where we have over eight years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 the Bronx free iPhone or Android apps from the App Store. You simply search WRRC1, Whiskey Radio Radio Charlie One. And we would love to hear from you during the week. You can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting, Burjohn Mediation. Uh, you can check out my website, g45consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Bootcamp. So if you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that is proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the uh, June class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And um, if you're in need of help in managing vendors or with family mediation issues, please reach out to us at Perjan Mediation at 201 884 9431 or check out our website. And you can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. We would like to thank our producer, uh, Eileen Del Rio, for another phenomenal job, and the Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Burjan Mediation, Harwell Express Press and Rider University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We cannot do this hour without their support. And we appreciate you, our listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage your career, and we thank you for listening in. And remember, own your career, keep networking live, and I'm going to be here next week with another phenomenal guest, and I hope you have a truly beautiful and great week. Mwah!
1: That was this week's episode of Your Career's Calling with Wanda Ellett. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. to learn the ins and outs of growing your business and finding, furthering, and navigating your career. Discover what makes you stand out and how to become your best self. If you need help during the week, reach out to Wanda at G45 Consulting via email at Wanda at G45 Consulting.com. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Your Career is Calling to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Your Career is Calling is underwritten in part by G45 Consulting, Bergeon Mediation, Harwell Express Press, Career Development and Success at Rider University, and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University.